Hi, I'm Michael Hotard, creator of the Hotard Huddle and host of this awesome pod. In today's world of disinformation and misinformation, what if I told you there's an easy way to be informed about where you spend your money? Cluey Consumer. Download Cluey Consumer in the App Store or visit their website, clueyconsumer.com. Cluey can help you be an informed and conscious consumer. The app allows you to search for brands that you buy from every single day. The best part, it's totally free. The creators of Cluey Consumer hope to one day cover every purchase and every social, environmental, and political impact of those purchases. For example, my family frequently shops at Publix. With Cluey, I know that 73% of Publix political ad campaign spending goes to Republicans. The app doesn't have bias. It doesn't tell you how or where to purchase goods from. It just allows you to see exactly where that dollar could be going. Download Cluey Consumer today for free and become a more informed consumer. That's Cluey Consumer, C-L-U-E-Y Consumer. And again, totally free in the App Store. For more information, visit ClueyConsumer.com. Bring it in, bring it in, bring it in, bring it in for the Hotsard Huddle podcast presented by HotsardHuddle.com. It's the pot of open discussion and open dialogue. We talk about a handful of topics that fall under the blanket of sports, entertainment, politics, and business. These are my friends, my people, my fans. You are now Inside the Huddle. Bringing it in. Michael Hotard back for another episode of the Hotard Huddle podcast. I know it's been a while. Shit's been crazy. Car accidents, job changes, all kinds of crazy shit, which I'm going to talk about later in the blog. But I'm excited to be back on the airwaves doing another pod here. And I'm even more excited to have one of my favorite guests on here. None other than my good friend, Michael Buddy also known as Tangent Infinity. You can see his shit plastered all over my blog. He does all the beats for the podcast. Anytime I need something done, um, audio-wise, he is the guy I go to because he is going to get me the best possible sound that I'm looking for. Uh, so I'm very excited to have him on. Last time um, I had him on, we talked a little bit about uh, his first album, which we'll touch on again. Uh, as well as some of the other projects he has in the works. Um, so I'm excited to have him on again. That's Michael Buddy, also known as Tangent Infinity. You can follow him on Instagram. Um, but without further ado, here's a message from our sponsor. Add a little flavor to your kitchen with 985 Products. 985 Products delivers various flavors that hits the taste buds just right, making you smile and wanting a tad bit more. Their products are created with a touch of bayou and a dash of culture. The 985 sauce is the food lover's choice for flavor and spice. Or add a dash of the 985 Cajun allspice on your red beans and rice, gumbo, chicken, or soup, and you can fall in love all over again. In addition to their signature sauce and seasoning, wind down with some of their vintage wines like Kerry's Merlot and Kerry's Sauvignon. Join Kerry's Wine Club for $1.95 per year. A membership with Kerry's Wine Club includes five bottles per year, 
Carrie's Wine Club merch, invitations to wine sampling events, exclusive updates, and a 10% discount on all purchases. When you purchase from 985 Products, use the code HOTARDHUDDLE, all caps, all one word, for a 10% discount on any of their select products. Visit 985products.com. That is the number, 985products.com. And again, receive 10% off on your purchase with the code HOTARDHUDDLE, all caps, all one word. That is 985products.com. Michael Hotard back, sitting alongside my good friend, one of my oldest friends, Michael Buddy, also known as Tangent Infinity. And, uh, Buddy, I'm thrilled to have you back, man. I'm excited to finally get you back on. I know we tried to do this in person, but, you know, someone, and by someone I mean me, just didn't feel like recording that day when I was in town. So instead, we took our uh, appetite to Central City Barbecue um, and just hung out. So, uh, but I'm excited to have you back on the pod, man. It's been a while. Um, What the hell has been up? And we back, and we back, and we back. <laughs> Part two, huh? That's All it, right. dude. So, so um, read the question again, though. What you <laughs> read the question. What's been <laughs> up? Is that that tough? Is I this mean, how this is gonna go? Yeah, dude. I mean, you call me, you know, near near my bedtime, which is three a.m. <laughs> lately. So, um, <laughs> but uh, no, um, you know, uh, I guess. I just been trying to stay creative throughout this whole pandemic. Um, it's kind of helped me. It's been like a kind of a form of therapy too, really. I mean, I try to get my hands on like anything I can. I can, I'll draw, I'll paint, I'll, I'll spray paint my helmet, weird colors um, that you might've saw on uh, the IG. Um, yeah, man, I'm just trying to get into whatever I can right now. And lately I've been working on some music. Um, but also I have some other musical ventures that I've been, uh, going into, but, um, but to start off, man, I, I couldn't, um, I couldn't promote my album in person. Like I wanted to and network, like, like I, like I wanted to, but last year I did release an album, of course, right when the world shut down. (laughs) And, um, so, um, you know, uh, Thankfully, you kind of helped me, giving me a little platform and getting my word out. Um, but uh, yeah, so we are um, working on music now and uh, looking forward to releasing a second album as well. So. Well, I know you said uh, it's going to be a little bit of a different concept. So your first album, before we dive into the second, let's just give a refresher here. Um, run through the album title and where everyone can find it. So the first album was uh, released that back, back in March. It's called Hi There, and it is available on all the platforms, um, even, uh, you know, SoundCloud, YouTube, Deezer, which is a small uh, streaming platform now. Uh, but it's kind of growing. I, 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 I know people are kind of getting on that. Spotify, Apple Music, uh, wherever you can get it. Or you can just hit me up, and I'll just send you the files, too. That's cool. I mean, <laughs> I just want to... I just want to uh, get get my get my music out, and uh, uh, I it's uh, it's been it's been exciting though because I I now like have work that I can show people like hey I'm on these uh, platforms such as your favorite artist as like you know like Drake and all them you know or or whoever it is nowadays you know your Cardi B's and, and your <laughs> and your uh, Playboy Cardi so just don't just don't become Cardi B that's all I ask. Um, <laughs> but no man so um 
uh, you know, I, I a couple of months ago, we, you and I were kind of talking and you had this idea for a concept album, which was um, going to be numerous parts, if I'm not mistaken. So the next album that you're thinking about working on, is that falling in line with that or have we kind of switched it up? So what I'm doing now is I, I put that concept album, I'm going to put it as my third because I want to master more of my technique uh, for them. But I think it's going to be good timing. My second album, which I'm probably about, I would say maybe like 80% done. I just got to put in the final touches and master and everything. Um, but once I get that, I mean, that will be out. I guess I'll just promise maybe like a month and a half. We'll say month and a half. Cool. Okay, man. you can just hold me, hold me to it too. <laughs> well, okay. So the first album, um, hi there. Uh, you know, one of the things I talked about, and you and I discussed on that first uh, episode that you were on, was you know I guess it was very comparative. It, to me, it sounded a lot like Man on the Moon. It sounded a lot like Kid Cudi and some of his original stuff. Um, so I, I guess relating that back, you know, what can we expect to hear from your from your beats in uh, the second album? I feel like the second one is going to be a little more hype, a little more up-tempo, um, a little more um, uh, just invigorating, you know. Um, but uh, I'm actually very proud of the work that I'm doing I mean, I've, I've made strides even from the first album to this one. It's like huge strides. So there's going to be kind of a continuation of that, I guess, Cuddy-esque sound. You'll still hear it, but it's going to be way more up. Um, and uh, but the third one, uh, I'll, just, I'll just go ahead and talk about it now. I mean, because I'm, I'm kind of excited about that one, too. The third one will be uh, more of a uh, more of a like sound, uh, more like Jesus meets like Beastie Boys meets uh, Sleigh Bells meets um, meets like Black Sabbath. I want I want to go for that kind of like that kind of feeling. You know, it's not gonna sound heavy metal maybe, but I'm going for that same feeling. You know, that's kind of my creative process. Whenever I create music, I will actually be inspired by one song that I hear, and I'm like, okay, I want to create that feeling put in a different way and put my own spin on it so that's kind of like where i get my creative uh passion i mean uh inspiration from it's just other people you know i mean yeah none of us sure. are, none of us are truly original you know <laughs> we are just a product of our uh, upbringing and environment and everything so well what's some of the stuff you've been listening to lately i mean what's i you know i know you talked about uh just now with Jesus, Black Sabbath, and some of these others, uh, Beastie Boys. But what's some of the stuff that, um, I guess, keeping it with that second album? I know you said it's still very much a continuation, um, kind of off the first. It's going to sound a lot like Cuddy. Are there any other inspirations you saw, sort of drew from for that second album? Um, I remember listening to a lot of um, uh, the XX which is like not it's not it's not it doesn't, it doesn't translate directly but it's just like <laughs> it just gets me there where i don't know it gets me to a point where i can think about what i wanted to sound like you know what i'm saying like uh i don't know like certain bands do that for me like certain melodic um uh sounds you know like the xx they got like taiko odessa 
Um, they they also draw from different um, genres. I mean, what is a genre anymore? You know, like <laughs> dude, everything blends, and that's an interesting point. Just because now, um, which I'm not as into music as you, obviously. Um, so I I'm certainly in terms of things I write about on this blog. Like I just posted this playlist, this dirty 30 playlist. So this year I'm turning 30. So I'm kind of doing this like dirty 30 series. If you, yeah, old I'm doing this dirty 30 series, if you will. And I just took a song from each year that I really enjoy. And I was just like, cool, let me make a YouTube playlist. And that's what I did. So it's just kind of sharing some of the songs that I like and that I grew up with and that I just enjoy. Um, but when you talk about, I guess, blending of music, it, we talked a lot about this on the first episode, and it's that you draw a lot of interest from so many different genres. Um, and it's just always been interesting to me. And w- again, we touched on this in the first uh, first episode that you and I recorded together, but... I still remember the days of growing up and it was, well, okay, I'm going to listen to juvenile today. Okay. Today's going to be green day. And it just, it was just a sense of randomness of just jumping around genre to genre. And I think it's really cool that you put that back into your albums, just kind of drawing from these bands or artists that you, that that you enjoy that, are without a doubt in different genres so um i think that's really cool um but i am the music nerd i am like i am the nerd like i'm i'm so nerdy about music especially like mainstream music as well i mean like i can i can i can tell you a lot about like what's what's what oh both underground and also what's happening in mainstream i can tell you what's happening on the charts you know like top 40 stuff but then I can tell you like some obscure rapper that you've probably never heard of and maybe has like 3000 followers on Instagram or SoundCloud or something, you know? Um, I mean, not, 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 not too many people that I know go on SoundCloud. Many people are on SoundCloud, but, but I don't know too many people who are like diving into going to look for new music. Um, you know, there's, there's actually been many studies that uh, people our age, 30, uh, um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, you actually stop listening to new music. You stop seeking new music. I do. Um, around thirty, I, I'm a victim of it. I I don't anymore. Like there are very few new artists that I'm super into. Like if you give me the choice, like if you look at a lot of my playlists and a lot of the stuff I listen to, it's still Blink One Eighty Two. It's still Green Day. It's still. Uh, Backstreet Boys, NSYNC, Avril Lavigne, like all these songs that and artists that I grew up with, that's who I still cling to. Um, actually, was just listening to uh, a bunch of uh, uh, big timers the other day. So I jump back to all the all the shit that I listen to. Like, there's very few new artists that I really dive into or enjoy, um, and even the quote unquote new artists that I do listen to aren't really new. Like the first one that comes to mind for me is Brendan Urie, who of course lead singer of panic at the disco. If there's new music coming out by them, 
I'm the first one to download it and I want to listen. Um, but when you start talking about, I guess, the new music, the mainstream, um, I mean, aside from maybe the weekend, uh, I do, I, I do like post Malone. Um, but there's just not a lot of artists out there that I'm like gung ho over, I guess, if you will. And I, I'm not going to sit here and be the old guy and be the, be, be my dad basically and be like, Oh, this new music is crap because there are songs I do like. It's just, I don't know, man. Like I just, I don't seek it out. Like I used to, I just, I think that's probably the problem. Yeah, and there's many avenues to seek music through. I mean, like, you can go on SoundCloud, like, for, for example, and just hit, like, Artist Radio on some a really obscure song that you found on there and come up with even more, like, abstract and obscure songs that you would never think. I mean, me, I don't know. I'm just, I've, I've always craved that new sound. I've always craved, like, what's next? You know, like, okay, this was good, cool, but it's going to get us to the next thing. Like, what's next, you know? Um, I mean, I used to burn CDs for <coughs> for all our friends, uh, and they'd be like mixed throughout. Yeah, yeah, exactly, including yourself. Um, and uh, they, I've, I mean, I used to stay heavy on the uh, LimeWire and uh, Kazaa and uh, FrostWire for a little bit. You well, know? dude, we talked we talked about this on the first episode too, and you know, MySpace that was a big rabbit hole for you. Um, <laughs> It seemed like when we were in high school, which is when you and I first jumped on the MySpace train, we were late to that train, but we jumped in. And then, dude, it seemed like every day you were telling me about an artist you found. Cause, and at that point, I wasn't really into rap music. I was very much into that pop punk um, alternative. Yeah, like that, very much alternative. Um, you know, in high school, you know, I remember being super into Thousand Foot Crutch. That was one of my favorite bands. Um, you would only get into rap at your at your parties after after football games. That's when you would (laughs) get into rap. You would feel yourself a little bit. Well, yeah, of course. That didn't mean I didn't like rap. Of course, like someone throws on some Kanye West, I'm I'm going ham. No pun intended, but uh, no, I mean, it was just like if if I got to if I was sitting by myself in a room, chances are I was listening to bands like Simple Plan, Breaking Benjamin, Blink-182, Thousand Foot Crutch. Um, and again, just falling into that pop punk alternative genre. Um, but like, uh, dude, I'm trying to think of someone that you referred me to in in high school because again it happens so frequently where you'd be like dude check out this page and then i'd go down the rabbit hole i'm like yeah fuck they're good all right cool <laughs> next suggestion in terms, of, in terms of myspace um i used to really pay attention to people's profiles uh songs like you know <laughs> when you would click on and like a song would play automatically i would immediately i mean like i remember Man, what's that song? Um, I, Julian, by some... I can't remember the band right now, but it's like... Um, it was... Oh, Merriweather. Merriweather was oh. like a band. And, they, and it was... And I remember hearing that. That like popped on someone's uh, profile page. And I was like, this is fucking awesome. Like, you know, <laughs> I, love, I love being hit. I love being hit in the face with like new music that I really love, you know? 
Okay, um, so what was your what was your longest standing? If you can even remember going that far back, what was your longest standing like profile song for your personal MySpace page? Oh, um, I that 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 kind of gets canceled out because I I remember I like figured out how to do um playlist the playlist. And then, and I started doing that too. Infinite, and then I just like got so ridiculous with it. There was probably like over a hundred songs in that playlist you know i was just like hey you know if you're on my if you're on if, if you happen to be uh stalking me you might as well be you know having a nice little soundtrack to it you know? right <laughs> dude well uh, for me i remember uh for the longest time i had face down by red jumpsuit apparatus um oh yeah that was a good one dude yeah, like, I, like i mean you saying that 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 song i was just like yep bring me right to like the little profile pictures and everything and <laughs> little notification Pro- probably um, the reggie bush background <laughs> yeah or something i mean i remember i won't I mean my background changed so much i feel like i feel like i feel like my last one if i'm correct was like a reggae like type of vibe you know just like all the reggae colors and everything so dude i used to between the backgrounds the profile songs i used to change so much shit on there but i loved myspace bring that shit back um yeah but you know what's scary about myspace remember we used to rank friends like just like straight up dude i'm telling you this is something i have wanted for facebook for as long as i can remember i want the rankings back because if there is someone who can piss people off with a fucking ranking it's going to be me i want that power (laughs) (laughs) that is yeah that was wild though i'm like you let a bunch of high schoolers rank each other and then they expected us not to have self-worth issues later. <laughs> well, dude, you know? like one of our one of our good friends, I don't I don't name drop people that we talk about on here, but one of our good friends in high school, he he played it safe. He just went straight up R2D2 as his top friend for the longest time. And you know damn well who I'm talking about. But hey man, I mean you can't go wrong with R2. No, he was just like, All right, I'm not getting into this game with you. <laughs> But, um, yeah, man, it was it was always funny because then they they extended it too because now like originally I think it was a top eight, but then they they dove yeah. into oh now you can do a top sixteen, a top twenty four, and I remember like I got to a point where I'm like, well, fuck, top sixteen sounds good, ah, uh, but I'm leaving yeah. this person off. Maybe I should go to top twenty, and then it was like. Well, fuck now i'm going down the rabbit hole of okay who's not gonna make the top 20 that's gonna be mad <laughs> but dude and in reality see, I, 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 well I, i'll just say i am very thankful for like I, I heard that if you haven't logged in since like i don't know maybe like 10 years ago they erased everything so i'm like okay well i'm, I'm kind of glad because like mm, cringe right <laughs> Dude, oh man, I had some awful pictures on there, and I uh, if probably around like three and a half years into college, I remember I went on there and I was like, I'm deleting all of this. So I deleted the whole profile myself. I'm like, because at that point I was like, oh man, I'm gonna get a job. I don't want people seeing this shit. And in reality, like, I'm sure it doesn't fucking matter. But, um. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I went, just don't be like, you know, holding up Nazi flags and stuff, you know, yeah. in pictures, and then you're Luckily, probably I didn't right. do that. <laughs> yeah. 
but I do remember some distinctive pictures of me at the Sugar Bowl when LSU played Notre Dame. And, uh, yeah, I was gone. <laughs> but, uh, dude, good old MySpace. So, um, you know, with uh, one of the things I did want to touch on, um, and this is kind of what I was alluding to earlier now that we've gone off the deep end and we're just we're just shooting the shit about whatever now. So one of my favorite concepts, and I think I did a blog on this, was uh, basically a soundtrack to your life um, where, you, you know, a song you live or you're born to you die by all that stuff. Um, and I did one of those and that's always a fun, I don't know. It's just always a fun thing. And I remember it kind of relating this back to MySpace. It's ironic. We're talking about it. Cause one of the games that used to be on the, the bulletin posts was shuffle your iTunes or shuffle your playlist, whatever it is. And then you put the song for each. So, yeah. So, so my question, I guess for you is going to be, um, so uh, I'm going to, I'm going to go with, I'm going to go with five songs here and uh, each of them has a different concept and we'll consider this the mini soundtrack to your life. So let's start with being born. So if there's a song in the background where you're born, what song is that going to be? So, you know, I was born on a, um, I was born on a, on a Thursday, uh, late evening, I think. Um, but I'm going to go with the song easy, like Sunday morning, because from what my mom tells me, I was pretty easy. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. I can dig it. All right. So then, um, for the second song, we're going to go with, uh, uh, let's go with, let's go with graduation. What song would play at your graduation? Hmm. What song will play at my graduation? Um, well, that's 2008. That's when Man on the Moon came out. So I'm going to have to go with with Day and Night. That's like, yeah, that's like perfect timing right there. <laughs> that puts me at the end of high school and uh, yeah, right at the beginning of uh, college. That was like, boom. Nice. I dig it. I dig it. All right. So then um let's go with uh let's go with turning 30. So it's your 30th birthday. What song is playing on the dirty 30? Um well since I'm old now, it'd have to be like Frank Sinatra. Uh so I guess you can go my way. <laughs> I'm old now. I, this is like 30, right? This is what we're told when we're like 10 years old. It's like you know, when you couldn't tell people's ages, you're like, how old are they? Like 40, 50 years old. And it's like, nope, they're your teacher. They're like 35. It's fine. Like, yeah. So I'm going to have to go with my way because that feels, now I feel like I'm part of that crowd now. Well, I respect I wonder, the I wonder, pick. I wonder if the boomers will like accept me, you know, I just like, <laughs> just, no, uh, I don't think they will. It's your face. Ah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> Okay, no, I no, I respect the Frank Sinatra pick, and I don't know if you know this about me. You probably do, but I don't know. But uh, Frank Sinatra, man, if I could see any, if I could bring any artist back from the dead to go see a concert for, I think it would have to be Frank. Hmm. That's an interesting pick. Yeah, I, I, 
I'm just yeah. a fan of the sound. I'm a fan of the the vibe to it. I've I I just I I love that that like the the roasts. Um, Feels classic. Yeah, dude. It's just it's a cool feeling. Um, it's kind of it's kind of interesting what you're talking about with your um with your playlist that you posted because like music really is a time capsule. Yeah. I, mean, I anybody can really relate to it. I mean. I don't know anybody who hates music, so but I can always, you know, like you can always tell somebody's brought back somewhere when they're listening to music. I mean, music does something to me that like I can't explain. You know, we don't even we don't even really know what music really does to like the brain and everything. You know, like we're still studying like why does something so abstract and and is just like you know unattached to anything making us move. You know, one thing we do know about what it does. If you play back that ass up, the second every motherfucker our age hears Cash Money Records taking over for the 99s and the 2000s, shit's about to go down, and you know it. <laughs> it's almost like um, it's almost like that scene, like the opening from uh, Lion King, where all the animals are like, "Huh," you know, like they exactly. just like turn around really suddenly. They're like, "Wait, what?" And they're just running, <laughs> and then that's happening. The fucking DJ's playing uh, back that ass up. Or back that thing up, depending on which function you're at. But if you know, you're playing back the thing up, you're not at the right place. <laughs> you go for the and, uncensored. And and you also gotta have uh Wayne at the end saying wobbity wobbity. <laughs> <laughs> Dude. So speaking of uh censorship, uh before I get into the next question on the playlist, so when I did um or I'm sorry, yeah, on the uh, soundtrack to your life. But uh, when I did my playlist that I was alluding to earlier, so one of the songs I have, I believe it was 2003, Slow Motion by Juvenile. I remember getting that album for free at my cousin's restaurant. They were I remember that. A- I remember that story. <laughs> okay, perfect. Yeah, no surprise you were there. But um yeah. Yeah, like I remember, dude. That's right, because we listened to it in the car on the way home. Um, we did, but I remember, you know, I remember they were handing out uh, different albums, and I was like, "Oh, I get the pick. Cool, give me Juvenile." So I did, and uh, dude, slow motion. So I tried to put the uh, the music video on the playlist, and uh, apparently, you can't share that music video to a playlist because of how bad it is. I was like. Well, that's disappointing. So his his is the only I think video on that playlist that I posted that's just the album cover. <laughs> but you uh, you, wait, it won't let you share it. No, it was weird. It was like, yeah, you can't the share this. Is what? I guess because my playlist is public. I don't. I don't really know. But yeah, it wouldn't let me share it. So apparently, it's that bad. But um. That was a fun fact, but uh, no, the fourth one. So um, let's go with uh, let's go with your fiftieth birthday. What what song would be playing at the at the big five zero? Fifty is gonna have to be get your freak on. Yeah, <laughs> let's go. I, I think mean, that's... hopefully hopefully I'm like still able to move my hips and like be like you know like shake them to that song i mean that that song will waken any coma patient back <laughs> that's that's probably true I, I actually have that on my i think i had that on my playlist i think that came out in 90 92 no 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 it was way later than that when did that song come out 
Uh, it was like maybe like ninety nine, two thousand ish. Yeah. But um, because because I know that because like Missy Elliott and specifically Timbaland who produced that track, where he's like always ahead of everybody in, in terms of like sound. He's always like he's always introducing those weird space sounds of loud like crazy transitive sounds that take you somewhere and um he's always been on the like the up and up on like like space sounds. i would say him and pharrell pharrell has been like the backbone of of mainstream music now i would say um for like i don't even know how i mean he's like 50 something years old like he doesn't even look like he's aged since he's 25 you know we'll do like, that i mean there is the there is the conspiracy theory that pharrell is a uh is a vampire or a shapeshifter or any of these other things? I think he's cooler than a vampire. I think he's the, I think he's way too cool to be a vampire. Vampires are kind of lame compared to like other stuff. I mean, <laughs> vampires get all the love I know in all the movies, and but I there's other monsters, you know. Like, what if he was like a cool Frankenstein? You know, <laughs> what if he's just like, a bunch of body parts mixed from like old artists, and that's why he knows so much about music because they're all talking to each other. You know, that could be it. That really could be. But yeah, I have that conversation on more than one. I've had that conversation on more than one occasion about Pharrell. But yeah, he's he's fantastic. And then he'll occasionally drop in his own song like Happy, which took over the freaking world for a little bit there. Um, well, he does fashion. He does music. He's he's he has scored a few movies now. Yeah. And he's done soundtracks for movies. He um he can rap he can sing he can I mean like I I've I've also I've also talked about this with a few people and I'm like I want to I want to write a whole independent like um, essay of me researching his whole career because I, I guarantee you if you follow his whole career you'll find many branches that you didn't even know were possible and you're oh, like I'm sure. I don't you. you know I mean even sounds like um. Like Tyler, Tyler Creator's latest album was very synthesizer heavy, and um, he is. It's not really a surprise because he used to hang out with with Pharrell so much. Like so, like I don't know. I, I can go on a whole like three hour podcast if you want to do like uh, Pharrell, but you know we can we can move on to the next playlist. Well, one thing I want to touch on with Pharrell, one of the so one of my favorite, or it used to be one of my favorite shows on TV. I don't really watch it too much anymore, but The Voice and um, he's obviously one of the judges on there or was, I don't know if he still is, but it didn't matter what kind of sound the person on stage had, you know, and you had different sounds as judges because when he was on, it was, it was Pharrell. It was Blake Shelton, Adam Levine. Um, I know Shakira was on for a little while. Then Christina Aguilera, um, so you got you got four very different coaches in terms of how they sound musically. Well, it didn't matter who or what they sounded like on stage. If Pharrell turned his damn chair, there was a chance whoever was up there singing, even if they were the most twanged out country singer, could potentially go with Pharrell. And that's why they used to hate whenever he was in the running because it's like, shit. Because he does have such a pulse on so many different things. That's a he, and I agree with you. Like there's there's nothing but great things to kind of talk about when you're talking about Pharrell Williams. I mean, he's he's amazing. 
I would imagine he's seeing he's like he's like going like a thousand steps beyond him just turning around. He's like, oh, I know how, how I can use this person. Like I have like 18 different things right now. I can I can see him doing it besides even what he's doing right now. You know, I'm so yeah. He's just uh he is a uh, artist like favorite like he's an artist dream as far as like having a mentor. I, man, if I could ever if I could ever get in a room with Pharrell, if I can ever get him to just like keep me for like three hours, done, done. Like, yeah, like, exactly, cool. exactly. So um. My last, my last question for the playlist, um, or for the soundtrack to your life. At your funeral, what song is playing? At my funeral would have to be um, a song called "Butt Cheeks" by an artist called Six Dogs, who <laughs> I would, who I would like to point out. Though I would like to kind of take this moment and say, "Rest in peace to Six Dogs." He uh, is a young kid who just um, who just took his own life a few weeks ago, and I wanted to kind of just uh, give him a little shout out. And uh, I don't know, he was he was a young person with like like the ceiling was like past the sky, man. It was crazy. He was gonna he was just getting started. He was 21 years old, and um, it just goes to show you that even if you have money, um, it, it does nothing for your for your psyche ultimately you know it's just you gotta like take care of yourself always you know so i would i would encourage anyone who listens to this reach out to anyone who you haven't reached out to in a while and just let them know that you know maybe you have you you, you use the ears for them to just vent to so i mean even if it's just that i would imagine that goes a long way so absolutely man but, no for sure so let's but let's... as far as the song goes the song actually gets very philosophical um, I'll, I'll let anyone just go listen to it. Um, uh, but it's, um, I know it's a silly sound, it's a silly, silly title, but he's also that, like, he also shared his silly side, which man, I mean, you know me, I, I, I can appreciate silly to the max. Like I'm, I'm, I'm a silly motherfucker, you know? So, um, so I don't, I don't, I don't mind when people are serious and silly at the same time, especially when it's done right, you know? Um, but yeah, man, uh, that would be my, my like, cool. Cause by that point, maybe I'm an old, old man. Maybe I'm like a hundred, maybe I'm a thousand. Who knows with this, with this new technology and everything. But, um, by that point, no one will have heard of him. Cause like, he only had a few thousand followers anyway. So I'd be like, yeah, dude, give him the final, give him the final little, little cherry on top. You know? <laughs> well, okay. So, um, one of the, another thing that, Again, I've just always sort of appreciated. So there have been so many name drops over the years when an artist is not necessarily well-known yet, and then it seems like I turn around and they just absolutely blow up. Um, And you've called that on more than one occasion. Uh, You know, I remember I was in college, and I believe it was – Myself, you, and one again, just not to name drop on here, but um, one of my old roommates, and uh, I think you know who I'm referring to there. He was, you know, he's a longtime friend, uh, one of the first roommates I had. I think we were all hanging out in my um, apartment, drinking, playing video games, whatever. And he's super into music too. 
you know, there were a lot of artists he turned me on to when we were in college, you know, some of them being Childish Gambino, Wale, J. Cole. Um, but this was probably around 20, 2012, 2013, maybe. And I remember y'all talking about the weekend and uh, like, and it's just crazy to think now because he just played the halftime at the damn Super Bowl. But like, I remember y'all sitting on my couch being like, dude, the weekend is going to be huge one day. And this is, I don't even know what songs were out at that point, but that's not the only person I've heard you talk about and just kind of call it. So um, I, I think that's a testament to, I guess, your ear for music um, in a lot of ways. So what's uh, tell me about some of the other artists um, in the past that you, not to, not to be super hipster about it, of course, but just may, maybe three artists that you've heard in the past that it, you kind of watch them fly up to the ceiling, if you will, and shatter the glass ceiling. Well, um, okay, I'm going to include The weekend in there because that was, that was like, first time I heard, first of all, I heard him because of a Taj Gambino repost on his old blog back in 2012, 13, around that time. So that's, you know, that's the only reason I even heard of him back then. But by the time I heard of him, I mean, first time I heard his voice, I was like, whoa, this is like an angelic voice. And then I'm listening to the words and I'm like, Oh, but he's not talking about angelic things. So he's talking about some real, real shit. He's, like he, he's saying he left his girl back home because uh, he doesn't love her no more. Like it's honest, you know, it's honest. Like that kind of um, going back to like the Kid Cudi thing, like he kind of started a good trend of being honest throughout music. I mean, music is mostly honest, but I'm just saying really being vulnerable, you know. And so you, you that's why when I heard The weekend, yeah, I was like that, that voice was like, I'm like, this needs to go be played like from the rooftops and the mountaintops and everyone should hear about this right now because this huge voice and what's good about him is he sounds even more angelic um, in person. I mean, I've seen him a few times now in, uh, in live shows and he just kills it. I'm like, I can't even believe I'm hearing this right now because he's right there, you know. Um, uh, I like uh, Rico Nasty. She's a she's a up and coming rapper right now, but she went from having a song that was famous on um, uh, there was an HBO show called Insecure, um, and she had her song on there, and that blew up. And then now she's uh, partnering with Rihanna and her uh, Savage Fenty like lingerie kind of line. And I'm just like, man, that's a, that's a big, that's a big step. I mean, you go from zero to that, you know, in, in no time. Um, um, I guess, oh, I want to actually, I will, I saw the band uh, Fun. I don't know from like back, from back in the day. Fun, I, I, I saw them. Uh, they opened for Janelle Monet, And I heard that their main song, uh, you know. We uh, Are Young. Nah, 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 nah. Yeah, yeah. yeah yeah and and um I, I heard that song and i was like dude this band is fucking good and i'm like what are they called fun that's crazy i think i even bought a t-shirt that was a little too small though this sucks <laughs> um but uh and i remember hearing them and i was like dude this band is pretty good next thing i know their song is on a super bowl ad uh like right after that and i said oh shit no they really they really were gonna go quick so yeah that was uh 
that was a kind of like a like a uh oh well, not uh oh but it was like a wow moment like wow like I really I forget one that I thought of um while you were kind of spewing some of those was Chance the Rapper that's another one um oh yeah yeah like uh, I I thought about that because I remember you talking about him a long fucking time ago um well, but what's funny what's funny about him is that I was going to um I, I was supposed to see him. I was so but up to this point, I've only seen him live one time, but I was supposed to be, I was supposed to have, have seen him three times up until this point. The first time uh, he got sick at Hangout Fest. The second time he had to cancel at another festival. I think it was Voodoo maybe. And then I finally, finally saw him like when he dropped his first uh, or when um, Coloring Book dropped. So I saw that tour here in here in new orleans and uh and that was really cool i mean that was a hell of a show now i will say like the follow-up stuff hasn't really hit as hard i'll be honest yeah. but, but i mean like yeah his like trajectory was really cool to see especially it was really inspiring to see an independent artist win a grammy off of a off of technically it's still considered a mixtape and that was book. acid rap correct no coloring book oh that was coloring book okay yeah but um, that technically considered a mixtape, but it won a Grammy. So that wow. was like groundbreaking, you know? Yeah. Well, I remember that because for he was because when he dropped Acid Rap, he was still unsigned at that point, I think. Um, he's, still, he, he's still not signed. I mean, I think he has distribution deals, which doesn't really make you sign. It's just like pretty much like, hey, I need you guys to like send stuff out. Gotcha. So, yeah. But yeah, Chance was another one, but I forgot about the fun thing because I remember you telling me specifically, you were like, dude, you have to listen to them because you of all people will just love them because you, you know, like I'm into the poppy shit. Um, I love, and, I love yeah. poppy. I'm not even afraid to say that. Like, I love pop music. I, yeah. it's not really, I don't have guilty pleasures. I just have pleasures. Exactly. <laughs> But fun, um, some nights, I mean, that album, it, dude, in all honesty, it's probably one of my 10 most played albums um, because I'd, I'd listened to that album a ton in college. You know, that's when I listen to a lot of music. I'm either walking to class, I'm on a bus ride for football, whatever it may be. Um, but... Yeah, Some Nights is one of my favorite albums, and uh, we were supposed to go see Fun, and I got a funny story that we're going to tell, but um, <clears throat> and, and, uh, before I get into that, so Nate, Nate Roos, the lead singer, by far one of my favorite fucking voices. I like It's just so unique um, and different, but it, we were supposed to go see Fun in 2000... That would have been mm, maybe like 14. Maybe. Think, yeah, that sounds right. I think it was either 2013, 2014, because it was my last year in college. I was it was during the college media convention when I was staying at the hotel. Um, I, I forget. I think it was the, the Marriott uh downtown New Orleans. And you met up with me one night and we went to <laughs> dude so um we ended up at gold mine because one of my one of my teachers worked there so he did the two for one flame and dr peppers got shit housed there 
I forgot where else we ended that night, but I specifically remember we were supposed to go see fun. We ended up not going to see fun. Um, and we ended up having fun, but <laughs> fun was having. <laughs> dude, we go to Cafe Du Monde, and I remember we go to uh, Cafe Du Monde right there in the French Quarter, and you and I ended up in the fucking kitchen. <laughs> we I mean, went at 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 Cafe Du Monde. Yes, we were both, we, dude. We were both beyond like beyond shithoused and we couldn't find where they were serving because there there was no one at the window so we just walked in the kitchen and we were like yeah we need beignets (laughs) (laughs) what's that we need we need beignets stat And we the need, guy was like, go. yeah, dude, you yeah. got to go order over here. So we ended up leaving. We go order over there. We eat the beignets and we walk back. <laughs> we walk back to the hotel. And I just remember you, yeah, you and I were uh, walking back and all of a sudden you were just like, shit. And then, dude, you just start fucking throwing up in a bush. <laughs> and oh, man. Dude, all you see is the fucking powder and everything else coming out. I was like, dude, there's a cop. And you quickly, like, shot up, chest out, like, walk like nothing happened. We walked past this officer, and the hotel was literally right there. And then we get to the hotel, dude, and we just both lost it laughing. And then I remember you sleeping in the next day when you were supposed to go to work. I was supposed to have work that day. I remember I remember running down... Um... <laughs> I remember running down Canal to my car at the, at the parking garage at like 7 a.m. Uh, yeah, just not good. Not like, or maybe even like, yeah, about, about 7 a.m. Because like, someone was just kind of coming up and it looked like, it looked like, kind of like a zombie, like apocalypse scene, you know? Because people were just like rising up and just like, you know? And like the sun's just coming out. So you can't really make out their faces too well. You're like, God, you're just making sounds over there too. All the people <laughs> coming down off their binges. But oh, dude, that was that was a fun ass time. That was that was one of the most fun nights I think I had in, in all of my five years at college. Like, dude, that was just wild. But um, yeah. yeah, definitely glad to have made it on this side of the uh, of my partying days. Really, <laughs> yeah, yeah, you especially, dude, you especially. <laughs> um, but other than that, one of the things that uh, uh. I, I like to I'm gonna try to start wrapping up the show with um so I like to catch people off guard with this uh unprepared but um uh, let's play a game of uh basically 99 questions condensed down to three so we're at you and I we're gonna close this out firing away N- nothing off the table three questions to ask each other and that's how we close this shit um. So I'll go first since I just blindsided you with the fact that you get to ask me anything. So um, first one for you, I'll just take it with something basic here. And uh, I'll say what, as far as albums go, what is your favorite album of all time? If you can even pick one. That's not a nice question, but I will answer uh, to the best of my ability. Um, (laughs) But um, my favorite album, I have to think about like which one I go back to the most. 
and I think I think everybody who knows me knows what's coming up, but it's definitely Man on the Moon one, Kid Cudi. Um, it it was there for me when I was coming out of high school, going to college, new experiences, person talking about vulnerability. I'm like, what the hell is that? What 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 is vulnerable? I don't know what that is. Um, and uh, me kind of coming, it kind of helped me kind of come out of my own shell too. And I mean, it took me a while to get to making music myself, but it still started me on that path of like, I definitely want to make an impact like that. So I definitely want to start to put the work in at least now. And then later on down the road, maybe I can say, hey, you know, I, uh, I impacted someone's life as much as that album has for me. I mean, I, there are times where, especially like, you know, during this pandemic, you just feel kind of lonely because we haven't been able to see other people. And I, I mean, I like come back to that album constantly. If I'm ever feeling lonely, if I'm ever feeling even just happy and I want to like just kind of jam out. I mean, I'll put on Day and Day and Night's kind of one of those tracks where you can listen to sad or really happy and you're kind of good either way, you know. So, yeah, I kind of I kind of like that universal uh, appeal that it has. So. I I agree. I mean, Man on the Moon is definitely one of my favorites as well. Um, so one of my favorite songs, and actually, so going back to what I said, our, the the friend I was referring to who turned me on to a lot of the artists, Kid Cudi, I think, was one of them that he turned me on to. And the first song that I remember hearing him listen to and I really liked was Simple As. Um, yeah. The song's very simple. <laughs> exactly in the title um and it's just very catchy very mellow um but also very powerful it packs a little bit of a punch and i like that about it so um yeah, yeah. about to do it yeah exactly like i i remember walking around campus feeling like a badass <laughs> listening to that so um but yeah that's that's a good one now to to move forward with this, do you want to go ahead and fire away and do this tick for tack, or do you want me to just run through three questions and then you run through your three? Hmm. Um. I guess we'll go back and forth. All right. So, what's your question? Um. My question to you is, um, <laughs> will will do you think you'll ever, um. Hmm. Actually, here's a good question. What do you feel about aliens? What's that? What do you feel about aliens? Like, about what? Do you what? Feel, like aliens and like oh aliens. I thought you were saying ALE. I'm like, what? What's your All what's right. your what's your thoughts on that? Aliens, they exist. I don't think we live in a a universe that doesn't have other life forms they may be millions of light years away um but they, there's definitely other life out there there's got to be that's like thinking about the concept of space is very scary for me because well it's never fucking ending <laughs> um yeah it definitely is anxiety inducing uh but i also kind of like that too well it's intriguing it. like if yeah. if someone like that I, I recently saw that they're they're trying to send just generic people in space i'm not signing up for that but i'll gladly watch other people go <laughs> yeah well i mean my thing is like what are you gonna do up there like why are you just gonna like pop up 
and be like, oh yeah, that's the Earth. It's round. They're gonna they're gonna go visit Xenon. Oh yeah, that'd be good. <laughs> they're be they're fun. they're shutting down all the parts of the space station and they're falling to Earth and she's got to save the space station. But Zenus uh, Lapidus. <laughs> but um, no, that's uh. Yeah, I mean, as far as aliens in space go, it's all interesting. I, I don't, you know, I don't rule out any possibilities. Um, one of the things that I've constantly talked about in my blog, one of the quotes that I'll say, then I've said this in multiple blogs. When I start talking about politics, one of the things we hear all the time, or I was hearing quite a bit of was, as far as the U.S. military is concerned, you know, what uh, before Trump got into office, it was, oh, our military's weak. And I just always remember thinking, no, it's fucking not. They haven't had a war on this soil in God knows how long. I don't know the exact years. It's been a long time. Um, and one of the things I said was, until E.T. shows up at my fucking doorstep, I'm not concerned about what happens to to the U.S. in terms of, you know, foreign foreign terrorism, basically. Um, so as far as my concept of space, that's it. If E.T. shows up, fuck that. <laughs> but um, yeah, so um, my question for you, my next question for you is what movie automatically brings you back to our childhood? Well, I mean, <laughs> fuck. I mean, you want to you me, me, me label one movie to bring you back? I would say, I mean, I can list three right now. It's like Goonies, uh, Billy Madison, and um, shit. Uh, Goonies, Billy Madison, and I would say Waterboy. Yeah, we definitely. Oh no, actually, change that Waterboy, Austin Powers. Um, yes, the one, the first one with like Fat Bastard. Because I feel yeah. like we the spy who shagged me. Yeah, we definitely like. Uh, we might have wore that that VHS out. <laughs> well, okay, I'm glad. I'm glad the first two you said, and the reason I asked that question is I wasn't sure which one of those you might go with, but you went to Goonies first, and I'm very happy you did. So, um, yeah, I mean, when you want to talk about movies we watched over and over again, and it's funny because we watch them so much that Billy Madison, along with Happy Gilmore, is probably my most day to day quoted movie, and to the point where I will quote an obscure line from Billy Madison that no one, I won't say no one knows, but I'm very lucky if someone in the room picks up on it and then I just get stuck looking like the idiot who's like saying random shit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm definitely kind of in that camp. Uh, I'll definitely say an obscure line that like it's from a movie. No one, no one really has seen in like 10 years. And they're like, uh, what do you like? Or, do you mean that? Like, no, 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 no. I was, nope. Nope, it was uh nope over the head, right? Over over your head. <laughs> exactly. So, all right, yeah, that's question two for you. What's uh what's gonna be question two here? Um so if money wasn't an issue, where would you like to travel to? Like and you know, conditions are safe and everything, right? Like let's say let's say the world goes back, let's say let's say before pandemic, pre-pandemic, and, and like money wasn't an object. Where would you want to travel to and why? Disney World. 
<laughs> okay, no, no, <laughs> oh no. <laughs> I feel you deep. set yourself up so bad for I that. Did. I did. Oh no. Okay. No. Okay. So if I had to pick a, an actual non-Disney World place, which the good thing about Disney World, let me just say, okay, other country. Okay, other country. Okay, other country. Well, and the good thing is, other country. <laughs> damn it, <laughs> beat me to it. Um, because yes, if you go to the if you go to Epcot, you can visit other countries. It's really great, but. No, one of the places that uh, Melissa and I have always talked about, if we were to visit another country, I think Switzerland. Um, Switzerland. Yeah. Uh, Switzerland or Germany, I think, would be the two. Germany's probably higher up there for me. Um, You know, as Americanized as it is, I would love to go for Oktoberfest because I forgot who it was I was talking to. Um, there was a, actually it was a, it was a member of the gym when I was working there. So he was German and he literally was transferred here for a couple of months. So he was full blown, like full blown Germany. Um, he, he lived there. Um, he was just here for, I think six to nine months or something. And when he signed up at the gym, of course I talked to him about Germany. I'm just asking him all the things about it. And, uh, I, I one of the first questions I asked him, I was like, "How Americanized is Oktoberfest?" He goes, "Oh, dude, it's nothing but Americans." <laughs> and uh, I was still like, "Is it fun though?" He was like, "I mean, yes, it's still a lot of fun, but it's very Americanized." Um, but uh, yeah, I, I'd want to go to Germany for Oktoberfest, honestly, and then go visit um some of the historic landmarks um out there. Um, and ironically enough. There's a castle, and I can't remember the name of it off the top of my head, but it's implemented in Soren in Disney. And Melissa and I were passing when we when we rode it the first time because it used to be just travel around the U.S. and now it's the world. Well, mm-hmm. Melissa and I did the ride the first time, and we were just looking up where all these places were, and that's kind of how we landed on Switzerland and Germany being two places we'd love to visit. So I, I'll go with those two. <laughs> did you go skiing in the Alps, in the Swiss Alps? I don't know that I'd go skiing. Um, I was talking about this the other day. I'd definitely go visit the the Alps, the Swiss Alps, because, well, if you're in Switzerland, I feel like you have to. But, um, yeah, skiing, I just I don't know that I could do it. I, I just can't get past the idea of being on two separate uh, two separate boards here and legs just, you know, eventually spluttering out and, you know, crushing the cannoli. Not a fan. I would want to. I would. I think I would want to try uh, snowboarding if I ever got. Like, That's what I said. And even though it's harder, I don't care. I feel like I could fall better on a snowboard. Me too, actually. You know, because there's like two places to fall mainly. You know, like yeah, getting the ski inserted like, up your ass. Yeah, ski seemed like they would like just crumple around. I don't know. I don't know. I've also never really even touched skis to be honest. So Same. like out of my ass. So. <laughs> But uh, third and final question for you. Um, I am going to go with. If I'm going to go once again, back to the childhood here. Um, And if we did fulfill our dream of becoming a becoming professional wrestlers and become tag team champions, 
who would be the one to turn heel? Um, me, definitely. Really? I, I think I would be a better heel than you because I know how to poke buttons, man. I just know how to mm, 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 poke, poke, poke. <laughs> I poke the bear, dude. So I mean, I I, I actually was I do. It's funny that you bring that wrestling up because I've been watching on you. You know, when we were coming up, we had to buy like tapes and buy books to learn about the background of the back, the back, uh, the back studio stuff of like wrestling and all that, the background stuff. And um, nowadays, it's all on YouTube. They have like really, really well put together, pretty much semi docs, semi documentaries. Yeah. Like, and they just go through and they'll, they'll run you through this person's career in like 15, 20 minutes. And you're like, yeah. I just learned everything about this person. Like, holy shit. Like, <laughs> I mean, damn, dude. Like, yeah, because I mean, I'm like watching old, old wrestling stuff back from WWF days. And I'm learning all kinds of stuff about behind the scenes that I never knew before. And I was like, wow, that's funny. You know, like even um, uh, like Shawn Michaels versus like Hulk Hogan, how like, crazy that match was and why it was so crazy do you do you, do you remember that match? of course Shawn michaels oversold everything to say fuck you to hogan because hogan's a bitch yeah i mean because it, it was funny is like hogan gives a different story so it's like okay well somebody's lying my money is on hogan lying just because what i else yeah I hear. so hogan so the uh, to keep it short and sweet uh before i get into this next story and then you can ask me your final question um but basically, Hogan comes back. Michaels was supposed to go over on Hogan because Hogan's Hogan's old. Michaels was in line for a big push. Well, Hogan, of course, wanted to halt it. So then, well, Shawn Michaels dogged it, and he oversold everything. And you could see multiple times in the match where Hogan gets visibly pissed about it. Um, but my favorite is how he oversold the boot right before the drop of the leg. Um, because he gives him the boot. Shawn Michaels gets up, does a full lap around the ring while Mm -hmm. dazed and we'll use that in quotes and then falls right in the middle and then oversells the shit out of the leg drop. I was just like, dude, Shawn Michaels, don't mess with him. Um, but that's how good of a performer he is because he's able to do that and still make it look. He's one of the best sellers. Um, But no, it's funny because uh, going back to the original question about who would be the one to turn heel, it's funny because I always envision this. Like if you and I became professional wrestlers, my my thing was going to be I would just super kick you in the middle of an important title match on a pay-per-view, leave you in the ring, and just watch them count three and me just walk up being like, yep, I'm done. That would be epic. I'm, I'm like imagining it and you walking up the ramp and just like, and this is like attitude error. Okay. So we're going to be flipping birds, right? Right. Like um, I'm just going to be stunting at all the fans just being like, yeah, don't at me, whatever. So yeah, yeah uh, I definitely see that. full disclosure, the little wrestlers we played with, I used to reenact that scene all the time with them and it was great. It went yeah, really I, well. Yeah, I know. I mean, you're yeah. All, all of my wrestlers, my uh, action figure wrestlers used to end up at your house, and then uh, I would never see him again. Until you <laughs> came over. <laughs> Until I came over, and yeah, which was like every weekend. So then that was I used to see him once a week. I felt like uh, I felt like a like a uh, divorced parent or something. You know, I got to see my wrestlers <laughs> once a week or something. <laughs> All right. So what's the what's the final question uh, for me, sir? 
So you used to be, and probably still are to a little bit, to a small degree, a, uh, a picky eater. Would you agree with that? Yes. Okay. So, but growing up, I know that we, you know, eat more food, we try more foods, or, you know, taste buds change. So what's, what's one of like the most surprising foods that you like now that you never thought you ever would? Um, one of the most exotic foods I think that I've tried that I, I don't know that I wouldn't have tried it as a kid because yes, I was a picky eater, but, and I'll explain why this, why I probably would have tried it. But one of the, one of the best things I tried again, going back to Disney, because well, when you sit down at restaurants over there, there's shit to try. But, um, I had octopus as an appetizer and it was very good. Um, very well cooked, very well seasoned. Um, but the reason I say I wouldn't be totally surprised as a kid trying that I've always enjoyed calamari, even from the time I was a kid. So, but if I had to pick something now that I eat, um, I'm going (laughs) to, I'm going to go with something stupid, absurdly basic because you used to give me shit for it when we were kids and that's eating cheeseburgers because i used to eat burgers plain all the time now i'm still very i'm still very picky about certain condiments and sauce and things like that but i'll load shit in that gives it other flavor but yeah i'll go with the i'll go with a bacon cheeseburger because well when i was a kid i just did not touch cheese that's respectable and i i uh, commend you on your food journey and uh it's nice to see you on this side of your picky eatingness i mean i i used to be a picky eater as well but you put me to shame you know well, dude like i used to go to your house and like i look back on it, i'm like wow what a shitbag move like i remember i remember your grandpa stopping at burger king and i had pickles ketchup and shit on my burger and i was just like eh, i can't eat that i'm gonna throw up <laughs> But like one of the things that still sticks to me that like I cannot touch, I cannot smell, I cannot taste is mustard. Huh, I've actually gotten better about mustard. Uh, yellow mustard, like very yellow mustard. It can't be like the like the fancy like uh, brown mustard or nothing like that. Cajun mustard. I don't like that. I don't like horseradish really, which is in the same family. So um, I, that's like yeah, mustard is. I've gotten better with mustard. So, but yeah. you you can't you can't smell it either. No, dude, if I smell it, I'm like, oh, man, like it's it's done. It's a done deal. Like, and Melissa knows this, too. She like she tells people straight up. Yeah, if there's mustard in it, like anytime I try potato salad, it's one of the first things I ask, like, is there mustard in this? Because if there is, I'm going to make you feel bad about your cooking because I will throw up on you. Uh, You haven't have you ever had in and out? Yeah. Or actually, um, no, no, I haven't. Okay, well, uh, there, I think there, I think they either do it already, or, or you, you can add, you can at least ask for it. They, they can um, mustard mustard grill your your burger, like your bur- burger patty. So they would just like, and I, I think it's done on a flat top. So they cut like you know mustard down and like, they like uh, grill it on there. But it, it doesn't seem appetizing to you at all. Nope, I'm out. <laughs> but uh, no, man, I really appreciated you coming on. It was a fun episode. I'm glad we uh, got to shoot the shit. Uh, so I, again, haven't, 
I have I have one one announcement though. I do have one announcement. Oh shit. Um is that this is an exclusive to the hotel hotel too. So um but um I have started to look into because I was such a big music nerd. Um I it's it's almost it seems uh dumb that I never looked into this before, but now I, I recently purchased my own DJ controller and am building my music library up because I'm gonna be DJing. Um Hopefully I'll be streaming soon. Uh, I mean, I'm, I, I need to practice and get some technique down. But um, from what I can tell, I think I can do a good bit, and um, it'll be really fun. And um, I think I'm gonna try on Twitch, so I can like try to get uh, maybe like build a following there. You know, I feel I hear that's like a good uh, starting point. Um, but it's a it's a it's a growing platform. You know, with like all kind of uh, content creators on there now. So um, and uh, so my DJ name is DJ Satellite, and that's spelled S-A-T-E-L-L-I-I-B-H-T. So at the end, it's spelled more like light, like uh, like a bright light, um, because um, I think my mission will be to, you know, I'm I'm DJ Satellite because I'm sending and, and, and receiving signals of love and light throughout the entire universe. That's my that's my mission. So. Nice, man. I, I respect it. One of the things that I just thought about that we didn't get to bring up is the tattoo that you have. So for the love of God, if you take anything away from this podcast, go check out my man's page. and Go look at the fucking full sleeve this dude has because it is dope. Like, I am obsessed with that fucking thing. Well, I am. I'm, I'm holding out, putting a full picture of it right now because I need I'm, I'm actually going to let the. um. I'm going to let my uh, tattoo artist, I, I need to go back to him and let him take some, uh, some, some pictures for his portfolio. And then once that happens and he posts it, then I'll post it because uh, I kind of just want to let him as like the artist, you know, have his moment and then I'll post my own and be like, yeah, like what happened? So, but uh, nice. it, it, uh, it started back in 2019, like late 2019. And then I was supposed to be done last summer. And then of course COVID happened. Uh, it, it spread out a lot of um, uh, appointments he had, so I had to kind of go sporadically. And uh, I finished up um, maybe about a month and a half ago or so. So, yeah, got the whole sleeve. And um, I know you know where another tattoo of mine is, but um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to keep it. I'm going to keep it secret to the listeners. But you can message me if you want to see a picture of my secret tattoo. And nice. it's not anywhere naughty. So... <laughs> Don't worry, it's not in a no-no square. It's, it's definitely in a it's definitely in a yes yes um we'll say yes yes over. Nice. Okay, dude, hell yeah, man, and the uh yeah the it, it's crazy thinking about how far you've come from the uh random boombox and the random floor de lis on your back and then the random tribal I think on your arm, you know, really really making some noise now with the tattoos and I respect. it. Well, so what's funny is my mom uh, tried to get me to uh, promise her no face tats, but I said I could not promise that. I won't. I won't promise that because maybe maybe one day I will have tats all over my face, and that would be nice. Because I'm trying to. <laughs> I'm trying to. I'm trying to take over the stigma of people with face tats are like terrible or whatever, you know. Like, so I'm just trying to like beat that stigma out of people. And so if I can get that and be a normal human being like anybody else, then like. You know, nobody should have anything to say about other people with 
you know, even more um, extravagant pizza. I think you got some competition with Post Malone on that one, but we'll see. Yeah, yeah. Like, if anyone thinks that Post Malone is, like, this dirtbag, like, good luck. That dude just seems like he just doesn't have a fucking care in the world and he's just happy to be here. Well, Lil Uzi Vert um, just one-upped everybody and put a 24 yes, uh, million diamond in his forehead. So that, um, kudos to him. Although, I guess you're going to have security all the time now because, like, is somebody just going to run up on you? and Right, like, the, that's what I first thought. I'm like, this dude's got a 24-carat diamond in his face. Like, are you asking to get killed? 24 million in your face. Right. And, and somebody's going to try to come and fuck it out like Thanos, you know? like <laughs> Right, exactly. So, dude, it's crazy. But uh, anyway, once again, thank you for joining me. Uh, my good friend, Mike Buddy, a.k.a. Tangent Infinity, and now dj satellite too so um i'll provide all of his links you can find them on my blog you can find them on the sponsored page they'll be in the bio for this um and as always honor the huddle hi i'm michael hotard creator of the hotard huddle and host of this awesome pod in today's world of disinformation and misinformation what if I told you there's an easy way to be informed about where you spend your money? Cluey Consumer. Download Cluey Consumer in the App Store or visit their website, clueyconsumer.com. Cluey can help you be an informed and conscious consumer. The app allows you to search for brands that you buy from every single day. The best part? It's totally free. The creators of Cluey Consumer hope to one day cover every purchase and every social, environmental, and political impact of those purchases. For example, my family frequently shops at Publix. With Cluey, I know that 73% of Publix political ad campaign spending goes to Republicans. The app doesn't have bias. It doesn't tell you how or where to purchase goods from. It just allows you to see exactly where that dollar could be going. Download Cluey Consumer today for free and become a more informed consumer. That's Cluey Consumer, C-L-U-E-Y Consumer. And again, totally free in the App Store. For more information, visit CluyConsumer.com. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of the Hotard Huddle Podcast. Be sure to subscribe and follow the podcast on all major platforms such as Anchor, Apple Podcasts, and Spotify. Don't miss any updates from HotardHuddle.com by going to the website and subscribing to our email list. You can also follow Hotard Huddle on Facebook and Instagram at Hotard Huddle. As always, honor the huddle.